the weekly warp pipe. Welcome to the weekly warp pipe podcast dedicated to retro video games, 80s and 90s toys, and all things nostalgia. This week's episode, we talk about how much is too much when collecting video games. I'm joined by my co-host Jay, the NES Static. Hope you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Be sure to check out the website russlyman.com for updates on the videos, my other YouTube channels, merch, and much, much more. Let's get into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to the weekly Warp Pipe Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Lyman. Joined with me is... Hey, I'm Jay, the NES Addict. Excellent. And we're bringing to you episode three. How much is too much when collecting video games? I mean, it's a good question to ask, especially for myself, because my game room is literally a closet. So uh, there is a limit. <laughs> right. I, I, and I've been to Jay's and... We fit maybe four or five people in there. It's not like the smallest closet. It's probably like what a uh, double double size closet. Yeah, it's, it's it's supposed to be a his and hers, but it's just a his and his at this point. <laughs> it's a his and man childs. His and gamer. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Well, hey, we put this. Uh, we put a poll up on my YouTube channel, bit by bit, and we asked you guys, you know, how much is too much when you're collecting games. And I put a couple of choices up there. So I'll read them in least amount. So I put, um, I would sell things to make room for new items was 15% people said. Um, and then we got, I don't have the space in my game room was 19% of people were uh, saying that I expanded my game room to make room for more 26% on that. And the most people said, I don't like a cluttered game room, so I niche collect. All good responses. Yeah. I said definitely, you know, with you having a extremely small game room, you have to definitely niche collect. Uh, are there some things that you wish you could have more of or maybe expand on and you just can't because of the space? Uh, yeah, like I would like to have more of like the NES boxes. For the Box actual consoles. Games. Oh, the consoles. Yeah, those take up a lot of room. Yeah, those are pretty big. Um, my Super Nintendo collection, I would like it to be larger. Um, but I've kind of dialed it back to mainly the classics uh, okay. because of the same reason. Uh, I have a very tiny Genesis collection. It's laughable. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I think, uh, I mean, you have like that beautiful Play Choice 10 back there. I'd love to have something yes. like that, but there's no way. Well, you have an arcade one up though in there. You fit that in there. I did fit that in there. Luckily, yeah. those are pretty uh, compacts and lightweight. So, yeah, it kind of fits snugly in between some stuff. So that worked out really well. I had to nix the uh, Wii U kiosk. That's in my son's room now. It just was taking up too much room. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Fitting a full kiosk <laughs> in a closet, basically. Yeah. That didn't that didn't last in here too long, but it was fun while it lasted. But Colin really enjoys it being in his room, so it works out. Oh, there we go. That that works out then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I grabbed the Play Choice Ten after I do have an arcade one up that's in front of me on the other side of the uh, the game room, and then I ended up getting one more arcade cabinet um, when I got married. My wife surprised me with a Pac Man cabinet. So that's kind nice. of off to the other side of the game room. The way my game room set up, it's like an L. So it has this space here. And then it basically was my old bedroom. So I put 
extra stuff over there. Um, so I definitely have more space than you. But again, um, I would have to go with, you know, I don't like it being super cluttered. I don't want to have every single one of my games out on display. I actually boxed up um, most of my NES and Super NES games. Um, once I started playing all the games on my SNES Classic, there was really no need to have all the games out unless I want to like show off the cart or something like that. A lot of the box stuff I do have on display, like all the Mario games, my Zelda games, Castlevania, just certain franchises. And maybe I'll rotate those out um, once I get bored of looking at them. Yeah. Those uh, classic consoles really save some room. I mean, you know, I've even toyed with the idea of like, why don't I just sell this stuff, put a ton of money in the bank and just use like those like four or five mini consoles that I have and game from those. I mean, they essentially do the same thing and it's way less room, but uh, I kind of have to keep the collection because it's like preserving history. is kind of uh, (laughs) the reason I keep it. So have you ever sold off uh, a good portion of your collection? Yeah. um, It was, out of necessity because I wanted to buy that NES sharp TV that's on the other side of the room. So I sold off almost my entire Genesis collection, several consoles, um, lots of super Nintendo stuff. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I sold off a big portion, but it was just to pay for that. It was more about adding that to the collection than, and, and needing money as, as opposed to saving space. But right. Well, like you said, like, you know, you got to a point where, okay, I want to fit this, sharp tv into my game room maybe i can move some stuff this way i have less less stuff in the game room no i did sell my my master system and my uh sega cd for that reason because there just wasn't anywhere to put it they were just like sitting Mm -hmm. on the floor and i was like "Ah, i might as well get rid of these oh yeah yeah that's where you have to make the decision you're like when when was the last time i played these or like bought a game for that system um and if you don't have any nostalgia value to it. Maybe, you know, it wasn't your system growing up. So you're like, all right, I could sell it and put it towards something else. Yeah. And I I shuffle stuff around in here all the time as well, because it's like two sided and like this side is supposed to be the quote unquote studio side. Well, that side's supposed to be meant for gaming, but things get shoved around and stuff that ends up in here. That's not supposed mm-hmm. to be in here. Like right now I can see, uh, some kind of random face cleanser thing. My wife doing here to get out of the bedroom. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not supposed to be in the game room. It's not a Nintendo face cleanser. Mm, yeah. The Nintendo face cleanser. Exactly. It's an oddity for sure. You'll never find another one. So that we both do have the, uh, Nintendo shower head. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and the back wall that you have most of your uh, oddities. Yeah, those are mostly what's on display. A lot of people have, like, you know, the game wall, but I've chosen to display this stuff. Right. And that kind of comes down to back to a question with like too much, when is too much, too much uh, game collecting? You you niche down um, a portion of the collection. Like, I want to collect these Nintendo oddities that um you know were back in the 80s maybe seen in the magazines you could send away for these items mario shower heads uh dixie cup cups. Di- dixie cup dispenser which i also have that <laughs> i know nice phone by the way yes oh yeah you can see the phone on this in the back there <laughs> yeah so exactly you know like i had to pick and choose like what are we going to do let's are we going to have a bunch of genesis and super nintendo games and mm-hmm. sega cd are we going to display these cool 
random objects that you could buy to decorate your house or for functional use, like the lunch boxes, you know, or the bow biters. Right. Right. Cause most of the time when you see someone like on YouTube doing a, uh, a any video and they're a gamer, most of the time it's just like a bookcase behind them filled to the brim with games. To, to me, you know, it's cool showing off. Hey, you got a big collection, but it's like just all the spines and everything like that. And I don't find that aesthetically as pleasing as like seeing a lunchbox in there and, you know, maybe front face some of those games, essentially. It's definitely not as interesting. Right. Maybe it may be more impressive to have like a full Nintendo set behind you, but I'd rather see some of the niche items, you know? Right. And when, you know, when I started with uh, retro game collecting again, I found some quick DIY shelving that I took. um, I think they were one by ones, um, square pieces of wood, basically, and um, put long bolts into them. Basically, if you put one in each side and then put it across, you don't need a bottom and you can put games on it. It won't fall through. And I had a couple rows going down the side of the room here where I had all my NES games out, all my super Nintendo and just kind of, it was easy to organize and move them around. But like you said, once I got the uh, NES classic, the SNES classic, I took a lot of my cart games and put them in storage. I have a little book bookshelf uh, to my left here with um, Wii games, kind of the stuff I'm not emulating on those there. I got Sega right. CD GameCube. Um, PlayStation three and Vita stuff. So all that stuff is kind of my, the smaller portion of my collection. Um, I did sell a few NES games here and there, not a whole lot. I got probably 50, 50 with box versus, um, cart games. You know, a lot of them, um, were mine growing up and I have nostalgia attachment to them and i'm like okay i gotta hang on to these ones you know these are great classic ones but if it's games like i never ever played like i played once and was like i'm done i'll probably end up selling those i've done a few whatnot auctions with uh david apuzo and brought some games on there sold those and again you know taking that profits and putting it towards something more niche that i'm collecting to like the virtual boy that's right the virtual boy (laughs) um are there any systems that you don't collect for for that very reason uh just just for saving space purposes right yeah because where i am now with the game room i probably can't start a new collection of a system like i don't have any master system games or a master system and you know I, i would dive into that a little bit but there's nowhere to put them anywhere. <laughs> right. That's exactly why, like I've kind of kept my gaming between like 85 and 95. Like, okay. I have a turbo graphics. I have, I think I have all the 16 bit consoles. Um, but I don't have a, I don't have any in 64. I don't have any GameCube. Right. My, I have like five Wii games, maybe like five Wii U games. Like it's everything after the super Nintendo is like, eh. so, so you're keeping it real retro, super retro. <laughs> nice nice <laughs> what about disc-based games like i know you said you had like playstation what was it three yeah yeah i mean and i have i have ps4 as well that's kind of in the in the back on the ikea bookshelf there i kind of did like two rows with with those stacking that's like all the new gen stuff all my switch stuff is back there i don't have any xbox stuff i never 
made the jump to Xbox. So it was always PlayStation and Nintendo. So I stuck with that. But, you know, I kept my disc-based games out because essentially um, I don't have anything that I'm going to, like, emulate a PS3 game with. Right. Um, so it's like, okay, I need those to physically put in and play a game. So your team PlayStation, I was Xbox. Yeah. Like, I never... None of my friends had an Xbox, so I never went over someone's house and was like, oh, cool, Xbox. Like, it was always like, oh, PS2, like, this is neat. I, I didn't get a PS3 till very long time. My friend George ended up sending it to me, sent me PS3 with Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, um, and that was awesome. And then I ended up selling all my N64 games in N64 to buy a PS4. Classic move. I was like, I always get these back. Um, I do have an N64 now, but I think my game plan was to buy one of those EverDrives. Yeah, so that, and that's I, another great way to save space. I think that would run a little bit. Like, I have the N64 games on the SNES Classic system, but they don't run great. So I'm thinking if I'm using original hardware and just having uh, the games on that EverDrive, it might be a little bit better. And, you know, I'll try it out. If it doesn't work well, then I'll just get the classics. We'll get, you know, Mario Kart. And Mario and uh, 64 Zelda, like I'll get like 10 games of the staple titles. Yeah, that's all you need. I think that's probably why they never came out with like a mini console for that. It's hard to emulate the 64. Right, right. Well, it's funny, though, they but they came out with a PlayStation one. Yeah, but it's <laughs> did it did it not suck? I never I had one, so I don't know. I, I don't have one. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just heard it wasn't that great. But um, uh, what other like tips and tricks do you do to like kind of conserve space in your game room? Right. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, early on collecting, you're like, Oh, NES, like let's grab whatever games we find. You're going to Goodwill's, you see NES game and you're grabbing it. Um, but stick to the rule. Like if you're not going to play that game and it's just sitting up on your shelf and you're never going to touch it and it doesn't hold any nostalgic value to you, then put it in the trade bin or the for sale bin. Because uh, you eventually you're going to run out of room. Um, the way I'm playing, though, you know, I'm getting new games too. So I'm adding Switch games and PS4 games that I'm going to be playing. So it's hard to also then add retro stuff that I'm not going to play. It doesn't seem like that's a great idea. It's like, okay, if it's something I uh, absolutely need and I'm going to play it here and there, that's fine. But like I said, I packed up a lot of my NES stuff. It's in bins. It's not on display, but I don't have the urge to get rid of it. So if you do have like a storage space, I guess you can always store away some stuff to make some room from some new items. Maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to focus on collecting uh, Game Boy now. I have a you know small shelf here. I could fill up with Game Boy games and that'll keep you busy for a year maybe. Yeah, NES is the one thing I haven't let go of the idea of maybe completing the collection someday. Um, obviously Are you on set, like getting a full NES set? You're like, I'm not I'll, sure. You're I'll, back say, I'll say there's a caveat to it. I'm I'm on board for getting as full of, as, of an NES set as I possibly can um, with the knowledge that I'll probably never own a little Samson, you know, a Nintendo World Championship. All those like games are going to cost me like a Bonk's Adventure, like thousands of dollars. Right, okay. If I can get it under... Two three hundred bucks. I'll probably snag it. Um, so I'm sure I'll tap out before the comp- the collection's complete. Uh, but I'm gonna get it as far as I can, and then hope that one day when I'm like 95 years old, people will be like, "Here, we don't want this crap." I'm like, "Sweet, my dad can have it on my deathbed." 
<laughs> Your kids are going to just sell it for $10 at a garage sale. Absolutely. The day after I die, they're just going to give it away, burn it. <laughs> well, you are doing the, um, what's the series? Awesome Nez. Yeah. Awesome Nez series. Yeah. And that's just, that's actually a complete ripoff of Michael B. The Game Genie's NES Complete Collection Chronicles. Because when I first started collecting, like that was mm-hmm. the thing to do. Pat, the NES Punk had a complete set. Michael B. was trying to get a complete set. So Jay had to get one too. You know, so, but here we are like seven years later, still working on it. Right. I mean, it's definitely a uh, long haul unless you oh, have yeah. loads of cash. Yeah. And that, I think that's more fun um, because I had a friend of mine, he just bought them all in like two, three years. Mm-hmm. And, and now he has none of his collection. He sold all of it. So I think he like burned out like a star. He just like came in a little too hot. Right. Right. Some people, uh, there was a few, you know, videos of people trying to collect full NES like in a certain time frame that I would watched like retro Rick. He started this NES collection not long ago and he's already mm-hmm. surpassed me in numbers. And I've been collecting like six years longer than him. <laughs> well, he does do pretty good with the, the flipping aspect of finding other games to put towards new games. He is the flip master. That's true. That's right. <laughs> I don't that's know how he can start flipping. That's how he conserves his space. He just gets rid of them. Right, right. You build it up to a certain point and you're like, all right, I don't need these. And, um, you know, maybe I want to buy an $800 NES game that I would have never purchased before. But because I made so much on selling these games, I can now justify that purchase. Yeah, exactly. Um, you ever watch Discart? Yeah. He does a lot of stuff on like, um, you know, ways to conserve space and, and interesting ideas. So that, that's kind of that's kind of cool. And I've tried to make the most of my space as well, you know? So absolutely. Yeah. He has plenty of uh, videos on his channel disc uh, cart in case you didn't hear us um, pronounce his name, <laughs> but yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Plenty of like um, little doodads of like putting your carts in um, these display cases, a lot of stuff where if you're collecting loose, um, you know, really helps out like loose switch games, DS, all those like tiny games. Um, you can put those in binders and save up space. It depends if you want to have the cases, the manuals and all that. Um, but yeah, lots of ideas on there for sure. For sure. Are there any, um, besides the virtual boy, any, um, consoles you're trying to completely collect for? Or is that it? Yeah. I never had the urge to have like a full set of anything retro or like, um, we, you, I think is the next less amount like if you're going nintendo uh virtual boy has the least amount of games then it might be i don't know if it's wii u or n64 yeah Um, i don't know i I don't know either n64 is my least favorite nintendo system so i don't have that much love for it to collect the entire set my friend george does have a complete set he completed it a few years ago and i did a game room tour um when i went to visit him he lives in new mexico and it was cool to see um, for sure, getting those like blockbuster exclusives and yeah. all that. Some games I'm like, I never heard of. There was like some bowling game that was really rare on the, the N64. <laughs> I'm glad that I have no love for that and the GameCube. Sorry, Matt from Retro Wolf. I know you love GameCube, <laughs> but it just it just eliminates a problem for me. Like, I don't have to worry about the space because I don't care about the system. So, right, right. I'm actually Maybe. thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean that that probably poses an issue who someone who loves all all games and all systems since like we're both saying how we're kind of 
niche down, but someone that loves like Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. They want it all. Right. And now you're going to make room for Xbox 360, one PS one through four, all the Nintendo stuff. That's a lot of room. And if you don't have that space, it's like, where do you cut it off? Like, are you buying these filler titles when you're going out, especially with game hunting, you know, you see a good deal and you're like, Oh, I'll get this game for two bucks or whatever. But it's like, are you going to play it? Like, or is it just going to sit on the shelf? Exactly. If it's me, I'm flipping it to buy an right. NES game. <laughs> to buy an NES game. <laughs> Blast. They don't call me but, the addict for nothing. That's right. <laughs> but to go back, I know a lot of people are saying they don't like a cluttered game room with so much stuff on it. Would you consider the back wall there of yours like cluttered? Uh, I mean, it's definitely packed in tight. Um, I think it looks okay, but somebody else might think it's cluttered. I don't think it's too bad. Um, right. It could be anyone's definition of clutter. Like, okay, maybe just games on this shelf, but if you have games and then a couple figures in front of those games and then right. maybe a controller and yeah, it's subjective, I guess. But, um, I, I do find it hard in here to, to not get cluttered because like I said, other stuff gets pulled in here and I'm moving stuff around, setting up tables, setting up umbrellas. So that's another reason I have to be so picky is because it's the, the room is so limited. I mean, there's a wall separating the two sides. Um, right. I, yeah. So I'm just, I just got to be creative and do the best I can. That, that's for sure. Like being creative of how to display these items um, to your liking. Um, so where it doesn't look cluttered um, oftentimes. Yeah. You know, I put some stuff in storage um, just cause I don't want to display it all and have it look cluttered. And then maybe I can swap some stuff out. Like, okay. I just recently got like, um, glass cases. Those are sick. I like Um, those. David Apuzo was closing his studio that he didn't need anymore. So I picked up two of those and that certainly helps me, uh, display, um, what would you say? Uh, series. Um, like I have like one cube is just metroid stuff okay yeah and then ones that's batman stuff so i could kind of fill it with that so they're each themed themed essentially that's yeah that's that's what i was trying to say <laughs> you could do the same thing with these ikea cube things you know make each cube a different theme um so you put all, all the same stuff in there yeah. maybe it might look a little bit too cluttered because it depends how many of those theme things you get <laughs> exactly yeah yeah mine's just kind of like overall late 80s, early 90s Nintendo. So I feel like it kind of fits together. Right, right. Different sizes for different different game rooms. Different we, we went to go... Different, <laughs> different strokes. Different folks. We went to... Uh, so I'm living right now with my wife in a condo. That's it's a good a, thing. It's a one-bedroom condo. <laughs> Not much room for a game room. So... Um, the plan is, you know, eventually we want to get a house. Um, we're hoping to see the condo next to us actually is going up for auction, literally like next to us. And if we can get it, then we can just put a door in and like have two condos. That'd be sick. And she said, then I can take like the back bedroom and make that essentially my game room or studio there. Dude, that would work. It would it would work for now, but I would definitely have to conserve and downside some stuff um due to where i am now it's such a long space and then i now have the extra room with like the other arcade i got my cameo um silhouette cutter machine in there and printer so there's like (laughs) 
<laughs> all the like, DIY stuff. Right. All the DIY stuff. So it's like, all right, when we are looking for a house, we did look at one. Um, her aunt was selling her house and we went there and seeing their basement. I was like, it's okay. Like I could make it work, but if we're going to be there in that house for a long time, like I'd rather get something different. I was right. like, I picture going down into a basement and having like the whole square footage, you know, big couch TV. So like a place you can hang out, watch a movie. And then maybe a, a side section with like arcades and some of the game game stuff displayed over there. Now is your Pac-Man arcade, is it a, like a one up or is it a full size? No, it's a full size and it's actually Pac-Man plus. Oh, so it's like harder. <laughs> I can barely get past the first level. I've never heard of that. So yeah, it has it's, like, you get like Coke cans in it too, instead of like fruit. Weird. Yeah. She, she got it because it was in a basement of one of her dad's friends growing up and she used to play it a lot. Oh, that's cool. Um, and um, she was going to do the um, arcade surprise for me at our reception. We had the garage. I brought my arcade one up and my um, play choice and we had that set up and she actually, um, rent it uh back to the future pinball table a mario arcade and like another arcade and she talked to him about getting it as like a wedding present um because it, you know she played it growing up so it has nostalgia value to it so she ended up giving it to me and i was like oh that's awesome i'm so jealous that i wasn't there for that yeah i don't think we got video of it but there's pictures nice <laughs> nice it's definitely not as heavy as the play choice because the play choice is a dual monitor play choice so it's got two big heavy monitors in it and that is not fun we had to like take this out of the the basement up the hill put it on a truck bring it to her house and then bring it back here i'm like i only want to move this thing so many times we're like please god don't break it right right because yeah i got a good deal on the play choice 10 and it just fits in here with the ceiling being in a basement like I don't know how I fit the Nintendo sign above it. It's like, it's got like six inches. What did you have to move to fit that thing over there? Um, I did have a table that went all the way to the, to the back wall. So essentially I had to get rid of that table. I got a different table to put the TV on. That's again, you know, getting creative with how much stuff is in your game room and organizing. I did a full organization when I got the display cabinets how I could fit two of those and still have the Ikea um, bookshelf back there. So I had to put, you know, a cabinet on each side. Um, it's still kind of cluttered, you know, where the, where the arcade cabinet is, it's not ideal to play it. Right. Because it's like by the table, I'd have to move the table a little bit to get in there and, and play it, but it looks cool for videos for right now. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys can see, but my wall is slanted my ceiling. Right. Cause and you're it, in the second floor. So you have, yeah so there's like some peaks to deal with and at one point my final fight cab was all the way to the left and even if it is a arcade one up it was still on a riser so i'd be playing like with my head to the side this is so right right (laughs) (laughs) jeez well you you were standing up or standing down to you stand up i was standing up at the time yeah you have to invest in the stool. Yeah, sit down. I, need, I need the stool. That'll be next. <laughs> Can you fit a stool in there? Probably not. Yeah, that's that's the other that's the other problem is the seat over there on that side is so wide. Mm-hmm. So to play the NES Sharp or the other little CRT that I have the um, the Turbo Graphics hooked up to, you have to turn the chair this way. 
And then it's very bulky and cumbersome to turn back around the other way to play the Sega or, or the Super Nintendo. <laughs> so I, I think you need a beanbag, man. I need, yeah, there you go. That's or a swivel chair or something. Swivel chair will work. I just went to PAX. My buddy, um, Ganny man picked up a, um, trying to remember the name of them. Let me see if I can look this up quick. Um, they're like bean bags, essentially. Like a love sack? Maybe. Cause it's, you could sit in them like a chair or you can have them go all the way down and, um, lay on them essentially. Huh? Here we go. Um, what is it called? Yoga bow. Yoga. Never heard of it. Yoga bow. I don't know how much they cost, but I mean, if you guys are on YouTube watching, this is essentially what um, it looks like. There. Oh, that looks comfy. And he's got the big one that essentially you can you can lay in as well. The old yoga bow. <laughs> That's amazing. So I feel like that, you know, like there was definitely in some retro magazines. They had a um, Mario beanbag i remember yeah i know if i ever see one at a convention i'm totally snagging it the only thing i've seen which was at southeast game exchange was like that beach chair i have the red version of that oh, okay that's right there was a blue one yeah yep yeah and sometimes i put it on this chair because it's so uncomfortable oh one yeah of the thing, one of the things i'm actually doing my, i have a friend of mine who just moved down here and he had a really nice gaming chair and i'm like dude now that I'm doing this podcast, like, can I have your chair? Cause he's, he was getting rid of it. <laughs> so I got to pick that up because sitting on this, uh, fold out chairs is the worst. <laughs> so once I get that in here, it'll be even more room taken up. So that's, that's true. why, that's why I was so hesitant to get one because of the A amount of room chair. it will take up. But right. um, now that we're doing this podcast, I think it's a necessity. It's a necessity. It's a bear. Each, each, uh, each week we'll be adding stuff. To your game room. That's right. You got the lights. <laughs> Next, we'll have got the chair. The you got to get the, the pop filter here. Get the pop, you got to get the pop filter. So we can see, say, peas. <laughs> yep. Excellent. Yeah. Collecting certainly can get out of hand um, if you don't have direction. That's what I would give a tip. You know, have a direction of, okay, a lot of people make uh, goals for the new year. When the new year comes, this is, uh, you know, I want to collect, uh, I need, 25 more NES games. Um, but then, you know, take a look at your shelves. Like, am I going to have room for 25 more? Do I maybe have to move some other stuff around, put some stuff in storage, or do I want to sell some things that I'm not no longer attached to? Yeah, I think that's great advice. The other thing I would say is just uh, be, be picky about what you get. Um, when I, I know when you first start collecting, especially you're just like grabbing everything you can get. And before you know it, you got to, a mess on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. And then, and also to jump into, you know, we don't always, uh, don't only just collect retro video games. We also collect toys. So now fitting toys into your game room as well. I know you got some Ninja Turtle stuff, uh, monster in my pocket, battle beast. Yep. Yep. And trying to sprinkle those throughout, you know, transformers, GI Joe, all the <laughs> supernaturals. Right. So it's like, all right, now I need an area for toys. I guess that's where you can almost, you have your game shelves and you can sprinkle in a couple action figures on the shelves itself. Or you can do what I do and just stick them in the toy box where they're supposed to be. (laughs) 
you got but, the Nintendo toy box, but then you never get to see them because they're right. there's so much junk. <laughs> right. It's like you take them out every every few months and like my kids always yeah. like, Dad, let me look at that. And I'm like, man, I don't feel like moving all those boxes. <laughs> First world problems. First world problems. That's right. <laughs> Excellent. Trying to think what else we could tap into. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, you know, uh, one of the things I do is hang some sweet art on this wall though. Like that's one thing that I've really utilized that wall for in the middle is to kind of display the art once again, right. like the creativity, you know? Yeah. You get a lot of those like posters in the old retro magazine. So you can always hang those as well. And I've seen a lot of people do like shadow boxes with NES cards. Yeah. Or... I've seen the power glove in a shadow box. Oh, nice. Yep. There you go. Or you can make a lamp out of it, I suppose. Yeah, I guess I so. have a, uh, it's hard to see. Let's see. Can you see it in the back? I do have it. No, it's not on. I have an NES zapper as a lamp. I have a zapper lamp too. It's over there. <laughs> that was a fun DIY. That's oh, like yeah. the only DIY I think I've ever done. <laughs> One and done. Leave it to Russ. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having small game rooms definitely makes it a challenge for collecting. And it's like, all right, when do I know too much is too much with, with collecting? Um, you just have to set your boundaries on these. These are the systems I'm collecting for. And if I want to add to that, then I'm going to have to thin down some stuff or put some stuff in storage essentially, or sell it. Or I think those are the only options. Buy a bigger house <laughs> or buy a bigger house. That's it. That's the end goal of <laughs> you want a bigger game room, get a bigger house. That's right. Not with this market though. Nope. Don't want to do it now. It might be a while before I get into a <laughs> house. That's you'll, for sure. You'll get there, Russ. Could always get a shed like uh, Riff and have a game room shed. That's not a bad idea. I think I think he's pretty lucky about where he lives, though. Like San Diego, the weather's pretty much the same all the time. Right. I would be hesitant to put anything in a uninsulated shed if I lived up north or somewhere where it rained a lot. You know. Yeah, he get the snow, hurricanes, all that stuff. Yeah, then you might end up with just a really poor decision when all your stuff is ruined. <laughs> right. And if you didn't put it on your homeowner's insurance, then your SOL. Absolutely. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast. Uh, we're weekly every Saturday at 7 a.m. We are added on Spotify and I think a few other places here if you can't catch us on YouTube. But yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. Great. Great times. Just remember if you have to go any direction, you can always go up. It's kind of like a city in here. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. As always, guys, I'm Russ Lyman. Keep your world fun bit by bit. Take care. Take care.